This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. Hope you had a nice weekend. Good to have you along for this podcast, which is a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. It is Monday again. Welcome to a new week, the fifth day of February, and let's catch up on the news. Well, Arizona's two U.S. senators are throwing their support behind a new bipartisan agreement on immigration, though that does appear dead on arrival, as House Speaker Mike Johnson has put it. One of the authors of the Senate package is the state's senior senator, Independent Kirsten Cinema, who teamed up with Republican James Lankford and Democrat Chris Murphy to craft the plan. Here's Cinema speaking on CBS's Face the Nation on Sunday. Instead, we'll make swift justice. Folks who do qualify for asylum will be on a rapid path, six months or less, to start a new life in America. And those who do not qualify will quickly be returned to their home countries. The newly proposed legislation would immediately place migrants in short-term detention or send them back to their home country. The state's other Senator Democrat, Mark Kelly, applauded the agreement and said Congress has a real opportunity to address the growing humanitarian crisis impacting Arizona. The measure, however, as hinted at earlier, does not have enough support, appear to have enough support at least to pass the House of Representatives. After years of explosive rent growth, the Phoenix area saw prices fall slightly in 2023. Catherine Davis-Young has more on what tenants can expect this year. Multifamily housing research group Yardi Matrix reports there's a nationwide boom in apartment construction happening right now. The firm's 2024 forecast notes Metro Phoenix saw a record number of units added in 2023 and could see another record this year. In fact, it says Phoenix is likely to have one of the largest increases in housing stock among U.S. cities this year, with more than 17,000 new units expected. That boost in supply could mean another year of slower rent growth. The report projects Phoenix area rents will increase about 1.3 percent this year, slightly lower than the projected national average. Catherine Davis-Young, KJZZ News, Phoenix. What is that week? It is the Waste Management Open taking place in North Scottsdale, so expect the traffic up there. And unlike in years past, the State Commerce Authority plans to spend mostly private money to entertain corporate executives at the golf tournament. Matthew Casey has the latest on that. The Arizona Attorney General has told the State Commerce Authority its taxpayer-funded expenses to entertain corporate executives are unconstitutional. For the Waste Management Open, the agency says it will cover about one-third of a roughly $123,000 spending budget with taxpayer money. It will pay for catering, audiovisual equipment, transportation, and to rent room space. Private money from a business group called Greater Phoenix Leadership is to pay for event tickets and sponsor a suite. Attorney General Chris Mays said the changes the Commerce Authority agreed to make will save taxpayers tens of thousands of dollars. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Republican State Senator Anthony Kern is being investigated by Democratic Attorney General Chris Mays for Kern's role as an alleged fake elector in the 2020 presidential election. In turn, Kern has now opened a legislative inquiry into Mays' conduct after getting a party-line majority of the Senate Judiciary Committee he chairs to agree to one. Most concerning for true lovers of democracy, Chris Mays has engaged in a witch hunt, threatening and bringing prosecution against local elected officials for the way they vote within their offices. Speaking during the same committee session, Democratic Senate Minority Leader Mitzi Epstein rebuffed Kern. This is just a, a political theater. You're just trying to stand up 
make your case, and create a, literally a theater for yourself. In a statement, Mays said Curran should be spending his time elsewhere, indicating Republicans could be tackling the fentanyl crisis or protecting senior citizens from abuse. Well, direct care labor in long-term care settings are predominantly women of color. In Arizona, a quarter of them are also immigrants. As Kathy Ritchie tells us, immigrants continue to be a vital part of this workforce. David Vopel is the CEO of the Arizona Healthcare Association, which represents skilled nursing facilities. And we work with the various refugee programs throughout the state, trying to bring in refugees or even immigrants to come into long-term care through the CNA program, Certified Nursing Assistant Program. Many caregivers are from the Philippines, Ethiopia, and more recently, he says, Ukraine. Vopel says they also cover the cost of English classes. The hardest part for the refugee program is learning English and taking a multiple choice test in English because Most other countries don't do multiple choice tests. Bottom line, he says, without immigrants, there wouldn't be a caregiving workforce. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. An ASU professor is one of 25 historians who filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court on the original meaning of the Constitution's 14th Amendment. Section 3 of that amendment is what Colorado's high court used to keep former President Trump off the ballot. It says you can't hold federal office if you took an oath to support the U.S. and then engaged in insurrection. Historian Brooke Simpson appeared on the program Arizona Horizon. We have several justices on the court who talk a lot about uh, their devotion to original intent. So we're just shining a light on exactly what the people at the time were thinking and saying and intending. Simpson says he joined the friend of the court brief because he thinks historians can affect public debate. Well, dripping water has plagued drivers in the Deck Park Tunnel in downtown Phoenix since it opened back in 1990. Through our Q&AZ reporting project at KJZZ, a few of our listeners have asked, why is there always water leaking into that tunnel? Is that safe? Well, Nate Engel spoke with ADOT to find the answer. Many people pass through the Deck Park Tunnel on I-10 without a second thought. Or maybe they question whether it's raining as water drips onto their vehicle. The tunnel sits underneath Margaret T. Hans Park and its irrigation system, Something Doug Ninsel from ADOT says explains the water dripping down into the tunnel. He also explained that the tunnel's 19 separate bridge structures undergo federally required inspections every two years. Uh, if any problems were to be identified, we certainly would act upon that. And we're always looking to work with the city on things that we might be able to do in the future. But for now, Phoenix drivers need only worry about holding their breath all the way through the tunnel. Nate Engel, KJZZ News, Phoenix. One of Indian Country's longtime destinations for beadwork supplies and accessories in Phoenix has closed after more than five decades. Gabriel Pizzarazio was there last weekend. Today's the last day. The cash register chiming was a bittersweet sound for Reva Stewart, who's been working at Drumbeat Indian Hearts for 12 years, until owner Bob Nuss decided to close up shop along 16th Street north of Indian School Road. It's real now because four years ago we were in the process of trying to shut down and we pulled through COVID and for him to actually decide, well, you know, it's time. 
It's been bittersweet. The historic storefront was filled with native shoppers in search of clearance sales on leftover inventory. I find some good deals. Stewart even recently started her own company, Shashdanae Native Shop. So that's why I'm opening up my own store. She expects a grand opening in March about a block south from where Drumbeat has been based since 1971. Gabriel Pietrazio, KJZZ News, Phoenix. For the 15th year, Tucson will shine on the literary stage. As Christina Estes reports, preparations are underway for one of the nation's largest book festivals. Visitors to the Tucson Festival of Books will be treated to more than 300 presenting authors covering everything from culinary and current events to memoirs and mysteries. The event also includes a science city for kids, literary circus performers, and hundreds of exhibitors. Steering Committee co-chair Teresa Shore says volunteers help keep the event free to the public. We have over 2,400 volunteer slots. The um, total volunteer hours just for the weekend, not including the work up through the festival, is 19,000 volunteer hours, which is pretty stunning. Applications to volunteer are being accepted at the Tucson Festival of Books website. The event takes place March 9th and 10th at the University of Arizona. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And in sports basketball, Bradley Beal, a successful return to his old stomping grounds, brilliant. As he went back to Washington, scored a season-high 43 points. Suns rolled to a 140-112 win over the Wizards on Sunday night. Might have scored 50 if he hadn't been pulled because of the Suns' big lead. He got a nice ovation from the crowd as he left. Beal played 11 seasons with the Wizards. Boys was traded to Phoenix last offseason. Suns finished their season-long seven-game road trip uh, with four wins out of those seven games. They head home to host the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast. This Monday, February the 5th. I'm Phil Latzman. Thank you so much for listening today. And we will do this again tomorrow. <laughs>